Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y-Smith. Now today, I'm going to cover another fruit of the Spirit, and this one is called peace. So peace means freedom from disturbance. It also means tranquility, calm, quietness. Now the scripture reference that I use comes from Psalm 37, 37, which says, Look at those who are honest and good. For a wonderful future lies before those who love peace. And again, that's Psalm 37, 37. Now, when looking at peace, which is a component of the spirit, it is one of the most sought after emotions because everyone is needing it. Having a sense of peace or to have peace of mind has been described as priceless and rightfully so especially when you look at the state of the nation and the world. Day-to-day life can be unpredictable, and there are times that society seems imbalanced. Although some people look at the chaos of government that causes the lack of peace, it can be a wide range of things for others. Now, yes, the government can be one component, but nowadays it is the pandemic, it's jobs, it's healthcare system, its relationships, its challenges with our foreign nations, its gas and food prices, and as you know, the list can go on and on and on. Not knowing what the future holds, especially when it comes to a person's financial stability, can cause stress and tension to be at high levels. Now, most people are not trying to live in stress or fear, but as a result of their circumstances, it is those feelings that they seem to dwell on. Even when people have prayed about a situation, at some point they will still try to handle the situation by themselves. So with that said, how do you actually get to that level of perfect peace? That perfect peace that Isaiah 26.3 talks about, which says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. How do you get to that? Now, as you can see from the scripture, it is up to you to keep your mind on God and to trust in him. Now, if you are allowing yourself to surrender to him and to give him total control of a situation, then you will be able to get to that level of peace sooner than if you decided to take matters into your own hands. Knowing that God is working it out is what gives you that sense of peace in the situation. Now, I know that relinquishing your power can be challenging and difficult for you to do, and probably even accept. Because you won't have any control in it, it will at times just become frustrating for you because you may feel that God is maybe not working fast enough for you in the situation. You have to recognize that your timetable and God's timetable are on different schedules. Now, it may seem as if he may be taking more time than what you would like, but you still need to be patient with him as he works out the situation. Remember, he is God, 
and there is nothing that he doesn't know about. He knows what people may come into your life to throw an obstacle into the plan. He knows what things you are not prepared to handle right now. So he is preparing you some more. He knows other people who are not prepared that may come into your life and that will bless you with a situation. But he also recognizes that everybody needs to be in the proper place at the right time. So what becomes important for you is to keep trusting God and know that he is going to take care of the situation. You will not need to worry about anything because he is going to make it work. Now, Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And again, that's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. This is the type of peace that you want and need from God. You need that peace that surpasses your understanding. A peace that is more than what your mind can handle. If you seek God in that way, you can have that type of peace. Now granted, I know that it is easier said than done, especially depending on the situation that is at hand. However, somehow you have to let God be God and allow him to work it out. One way that you can handle it is to focus your energy on something or someone else. So for instance, if you take the focus off of yourself and use it in a constructive way, to help someone else, you not only can bless them, but you feel blessed for the help that you gave to them. Your mind is at such a peaceful state at that time that you have actually forgotten about your problems, especially if the people that you helped had worse problems than you did. You will see the Holy Spirit giving you peace in the midst of stress. And that's what you want to feel. You want to feel the Holy Spirit working inside of you. Now, on a different note, you can also allow God to give you the peace through the Holy Spirit by asking him who would be someone that you can trust and share the problems with. Sometimes other people can help you look at a situation differently, and it may be just what you need. By moving yourself out of the way, and allowing yourself to be guided by God, he was able to guide you in the direction that you needed to be on as he counseled someone else to advise you. As a result, you were able to get the peace that you were wanting through the actions of someone else that God placed in your life. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that Jesus came into the world as peace. He didn't want people to have divisions with one another, but he did want man to be restored back to God. He restored and reconciled us back to God by destroying sin on the cross. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus connects us back to God, and it is through him that the Holy Spirit gives us peace. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18 says, 
For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of Gentiles, by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. And again, that's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Now, as you can see from these scriptures, it is obvious that Jesus not only restored us back to God, but also broke the wall of division among people. Because of this, you would think that it would prevent the bias, the judgments, and personal attacks people make with each other. Unfortunately, some people just don't see it that way. Many times when people are attacking other people, the goal is to inflict hurt and pain or to show the vulnerability and weaknesses of that person to other people in order to stain that individual's character. Attacking other people or being rude to someone is not what God wants anyone to do. Moreover, it doesn't allow you to operate in the peace that God wants you to do. He wants relationships to be built and to grow to where each person is able to allow those relationships to multiply. When you walk in the spirit of peace, you have such a calmness about yourself that it can attract others to you. Even when situations are chaotic and people watch how you handle it, it gives them insight of how to handle things in a better way than how they may have handled it previously. Sometimes it takes one person to have the courage to walk in obedience to God that allows someone else to follow suit also. Now granted, each person should have the conviction from the Holy Spirit to do what God would want them each to do. If they don't, you can allow your obedience to be the example that they have seen in you to cause others to just grow and develop and mature. In times like now, God wants peace to be front and center for everyone. Where would the world be today if people thought before they reacted or if they held their tongue some extra seconds before speaking or even if they just walked away from a heated argument instead of staying to prove their point. I think that we all could say that it would cause less tension and stress to be formed, as well as to keep more relationships together instead of them being split apart and separated. By reacting, it also affects our relationship with God. Now Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says, Try to live in peace with everyone and seek to live a clean and holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. I'm going to read that one again. 
Try to live in peace with everyone and seek to live a clean and holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Now, by reflecting on this scripture, it should cause all of us to rethink about our actions with one another. Now, I understand that sometimes when you are emotionally involved and your feelings get the best of you, it can cause you to react more than you had intended to do. When it does happen, just try your best to repair any damage that may have been done. Now, if someone else may have initiated the disagreement, be the bigger person and try to make amends with the person that may have been more frustrated or agitated with you and see if you can meet in the middle to a peaceful resolution of the situation. I know it may be uncomfortable, but it will be worth it in the long run. You should never try to keep situations going in a negative direction. Now, as I have shared in the past, it may cause you to cut your losses or to even agree to disagree. Whatever happens, just please still try to remain in a peaceful state and allow yourself to keep a relationship going in a positive, positive direction instead of a negative one. The enemy, of course, would want you to go there. However, you can't let it go there. You learned in chapter 3 that God calls us all to have peace. Now it becomes more important to operate by that guidance of the Holy Spirit and not your flesh. The Holy Spirit wants you to be led by him so that you are on the mission that you are planting more seeds of peace and operating in it also. Now James 3.18 says, And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. This is what God is wanting. He is wanting each person to plant seeds of peace so that a harvest of goodness can come from it. Please don't give up on others. Please don't give up on yourself. And most importantly, please don't give up on your relationship with God. Trust, believe, and have the peace to endure. Let peace reign in you every single day. I see I have run out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.